Hey, darling. <laughs> I was having a conversation the other day with my brother when he said, Do you know that the Yoruba language is set to go extinct by the end of this century? Hmm. And although I didn't seem faced by the statement initially, those words kept echoing in my head throughout the rest of the day. See, the truth is, I didn't plan to do this particular episode for this week. I already had something else planned out. Hey there, clone popping now. What's popping? Welcome to the Mafia Job Whammy Podcast. If, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. What's up, my people? And if this is your first time on the show, well, I want to say a very, very big welcome. Welcome to the number one platform for good vibes, good energy, positivity. On this show, we talk about a whole lot of things, but we mainly focus on music history culture nigerian history and nigerian culture to be specific and yeah sometimes i the host like to share with you guys some personal experiences that that you might find funny that you might find entertaining my name is fumi lola aka fumi pepe atarudo spicy (laughs) you know the host with the most you know the reason why your girl doesn't text you back the reason why your girl is suddenly texting you slow, you know, are you on the Mafia Joke Bami show once again? So yeah, today, today is going to be different and there's really no time, no time wasting because we have a lot to talk about. So yeah, grab your bottle of water. Okay, grab Omini. And let's what? No, 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 I can't hear you. Let's what? Let's get these. Let's get these. Let's get these. Let's get these. I was having a conversation the other day with my brother when he said, Do you know that the Yoruba language is said to go extinct by the end of this century? Hmm. And although I didn't seem faced by the statement initially, those words kept echoing in my head throughout the rest of the day. See, the truth is, I didn't plan to do this particular episode for this week. I already had something else planned out. I planned to do... Okay, okay. That's a lie. Yes, I had something planned out, but I didn't know exactly what it was. I mean, I had an idea or ideas of things I could do or things I could have done. But I certainly would not have done this episode if not for what my brother said to me. The concept of language is dying seemed weird to me, especially the Yoruba language, my language. The language my mother speaks, and her mother before, and her mother before, and down, down, blah, blah. You know, how is it possible that the language goes extinct? I mean, it's everywhere. I could literally step out of my house and walk for less than two minutes before I'd start to hear people speak it. How could it ever go extinct? It's not like everybody who speaks the language is just going to drop dead at once. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I decided to go look up languages that have gone extinct in the past because I really wanted to understand the concept of languages dying. And what I found was terrifying. Yo, language death is real. And it's happening as we speak. 
In fact, there is a list of extinct languages and the last entry was done on February 16. Yes, that's right, less than two months ago. Yagan, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. The name of the most recent extinct language was declared extinct when Christiana Calderon, the last native speaker of the language, died. Seeing this was the last straw that broke the camel's back, I decided I was going to do an episode talking about the Yoruba language dying. So I went back to my brother and I informed him. I told him, yo, I'll be doing an episode on what we discussed and he was like, there's this article on the beauties of the Yoruba language that could, you know, inspire me and give me reasons to want to do the episode. So I was like, you know what, send me the link, let me check it out. And I read the article and I was happy. You know, reading how someone wrote about the Yoruba language, showcasing its nuances and portrayed the language to be exotic and beautiful made me proud to be a speaker of a language. It also inspired me to add something like this to what I was creating. At the time, it seemed like the right thing to do, although it turned out to be so stressful. Yo, making this episode (laughs) was way, way more stressful than I thought. Truth is, I'm proud and happy I was able to do it. And I really hope I'm able to raise awareness to the slow but steady death of the Yoruba language, but at the same time showcase the beauty of the language and why we need to preserve the language of my ancestors. So without wasting any more of your time, I present to you the beauties of a dying language. I hope you enjoy. Yoruba is a language spoken in West Africa, primarily in southwestern Nigeria. Yoruba is an official language in Benin Republic and Togo, as well as a major language in Nigeria, where 21% of Nigeria's estimated 200 million people speak the language, which coincidentally is the most populous country in Africa and the largest black nation on earth. Due to the transatlantic slave trade, the language is also spoken in places like North America, Cuba, and even Brazil, with a more recent wave of migration to the United Kingdom, the United States, Europe, and Oceania. Consequently, Yoruba is spoken widely on every continent but Antarctica. So, Despite the Yoruba language having about 50 million speakers, it turns out the language is indeed dying and on the verge of going extinct. A language is said to be extinct when it no longer has any speakers, especially if it has no living descendants. A dead language is one that is no longer the native language of any community, even if it has speakers, for example, Latin. The state of the Yoruba language is slowly transforming to fit the latter description. The reason why this is happening, despite Yoruba having approximately 40 to 50 million speakers worldwide, can all be traced down to one single event. Colonization When the British colonized Nigeria, not only did they take away wealth from the country, they were able to take and in some cases, replace part of the culture of the people with theirs. The Yoruba people were not spared, 
as parts of the culture over the years have been diluted. The religion, the arts, the food, and even the language have all been influenced negatively by the effects of the British culture. Yoruba people no longer want to partake in rituals that are essential parts of their religion and in turn their culture. They would rather express their spiritualities through other religions. The music and other art forms such as dance and drama have been Europeanized. Most Yoruba people nowadays wouldn't listen to local music or watch local movies created by Yorubas for Yorubas. Yoruba people sadly now view their language as being inferior to the English language, so much so that in schools located in Yoruba-dominated areas, the speaking of Yoruba is a punishable offence. Yes, you heard that right. Parents don't see the need to teach their children the language. After all, they wouldn't need it in the real world. It's often their go-to excuse. In fact, it seems the only reason why the language has survived this long is due to the high illiteracy rate in Nigeria. As awkward as it might sound, it actually seems to be true. Because if you look at areas where the Yoruba elites stay, the fluency of the language is bound to be low. The elites, who most likely speak the language because their parents taught them, no longer see the need to pass the language down to their kids. After all, their kids wouldn't need Yoruba to work as a doctor. Neither would their daughters need to be able to speak Yoruba to land a job in oil and gas. I can't imagine you working in Japan without being able to speak Japanese. In fact, you must first learn Japanese before you can be taught anything else. Our nonchalant attitude towards the language is what is killing such a beautiful language. The fact that children born to native Yoruba parents would rather name their child Gerald or Maxwell when names like Abeni or Adigun are available is quite sad. And if you don't see a problem with that, then that in itself proves my point. The Chinese don't bother themselves with having English names. Neither do the Spanish nor the French. Heck, even the English wouldn't have names from other cultures because they know that doing so is giving up part of their culture. Well up. <laughs> Man, I feel the mood has been a bit dark. Let's lighten up a bit and talk about the beauties of the Yoruba language. Why the language is worth holding on to. So, where do I even begin? The Yoruba language, like any other language, reflects a lot about the culture of its people. It's such a fun language, due to how expressive the language is. Trust, when I say expressive, I mean it is very expressive. Yorubas have a way with words that is quite frankly second to none. It's such a poetic language. And this can be seen in the way Yorubas give names and how descriptive the language is. For example, Omoluabi refers to a person that is noble. But this translation doesn't do the word justice. It doesn't show how much thought the Yorubas put in naming. Omoluabi is actually in itself a sentence that can be broken down into four words. Omotioluabi, a child born of the creator. 
I mean, if you are born of the creator, then there are certain things you would naturally not do. You would not lie. You would be honest. You would be upright. You would be polite, respectful. And this is due to that you were born from Olodumare. Olodumare, who is referred to as Oluwa, Lord of us all, is a perfect being. And if you are born of Olodumare, you would also exhibit traits similar to those. This is just one example of how expressive the language can be. This expressiveness is one of the beauties of the language. It can also be seen in how children are named in Yoruba culture. The Yorubas believe that a child's name plays a very big role in the course of the child's life, so they put a lot of thoughts before choosing a name for the child. The names may reflect the circumstances before the child was born and the role the child's birth plays. For example, Shijibomi, which translates to cover me, can be given to a child whose parents have been mourned for something in the past. Maybe it's their inability to have a child for a while, or maybe they have been looking for a male child. Another example, Oluwa Shemi Lore, which is broken down as Oluwa Shemi Ni Ore translates to the Lord has done me a favor. This shows how much thought the Yoruba puts into naming a child. To be honest, there is no limit to how long a child's name can be. I, for example, I personally know Yoruba names are two sentences long. Take for example, Dide Oluwa Fun in me, which means Arise, O Lord, and fight my battle for me. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's long, right? It's quite common to find Yoruba people with long-ass names, but have shortened versions of the name. For example, my name, Oluwalo Fumilola, and you see me, Fumi for short. <laughs> Fumi Pepe, yeah. So yeah, don't be surprised. Aside this, Yorubas have, should I say, predetermined names for certain kind of children. These names also describe situations around the birth of a child or the type of child. For example, twins are often named Taiye and Kende. Taiye or Taiwo, which translates to taste life, being the first twin, and Kende, which translates to arrived later, the second. Fun fact. Although Taiwo comes first, the Yorubas believe it is Kende who is actually older. Kende le Bontai, they say. The Yorubas believe Kende decided to come later. So Kende sent their younger sibling to go and taste life and see if it's good before they arrived. Yeah, I just find that very interesting. Other predetermined names the Yoruba have are Idowu. The child born after twins, Alaba, the child born after Idowu, Idobe, the child born after Alaba, Ige, refers to a child that was delivered foot first as opposed to head first, Baba Tunde, is usually given to a male child if the father or the grandfather died shortly after the birth of the child. The Yorubas believe the child is a reincarnation of that male figure. 
Yetunde or Yewande is the female version of Babatunde. Bidemi is given when the father of a child wasn't around when the child was born. It roughly translates to give birth to the child while I'm away or while before I come back while I'm on this journey. Yeah, it's very hard to translate it. I could go on and on, but for the sake of time, let's move on. Another interesting thing about the Yoruba language is how tonal the language is. There are three tones in Yoruba. Do, being the high tone. Re, being the mid tone. And Mi, being the low tone. These tones determine the way words are articulated and in most cases, even their meanings. Homographs are words that could be spelled the same, but said in a slightly different way, have completely different meanings. These are very common in the Yoruba language, and in some cases could even mean the opposite of the word you are trying to say, depending on the tone. A quick example is the sentence M-A-W-A. If pronounced as mawa, it means star coming. But if it's pronounced as mawa, it then means don't come. The tonal nature of the language is something people who don't speak the language and don't have such concept in their language would struggle with. Because it's one thing to get the accent, you must also get the tone or else you're saying something else or not making sense. The Yorubas show these tones with little markings on top of the vowels of the words. Other examples of these homographs are ARA, ARA, which means body, and ARA, which means thunder. IYA means mother, but IYA means suffering, and they are both spelt the same. Another thing I found interesting is that the language is very gender neutral and focuses on age rather than gender. For example, words like brother or sister do not exist explicitly in Yoruba. Rather, we have Egmont and Aburo, which only show who is older. Egmont is used for the older sibling and in turn Aburo for the younger. So if you ask a Yoruba person to describe the relationship that they have with their brother or their sister, they are going to refer to them in terms of age rather than the gender. Pronouns in Yoruba language are also gender neutral. So a sentence like is eating and she is eating are the same in Yoruba. Onjeon. But like I said, Yoruba pays attention to age, so the sentence would depend on whether the person eating is older than the person saying the sentence, and if not, it would be one gen. I think this is due to the Yorubas having a culture strongly built on respect. Yoruba people don't joke with respect. You can't even talk to someone who's older than you without indicating that they are older than you. To do this, the Yorubas use E or O depending. E is for when you are addressing someone older than you or someone you want to show respect to. 
and O for someone you are older than. If you want to say, please come to someone older than you, it would be Ejo Ewa. And if the person is younger, it would be Jowa. In this case, in some cases, O can be removed. So you don't always have to say O Jowa. You could it would be Jowa. O is also used to refer to animals and objects. As funny as it may sound, the sentence O Jabo in Yoruba without context could refer to a child falling or an apple falling or even a cat falling. This lack of gendered pronouns is the reason many Yoruba speakers who learn languages that use gendered pronouns often struggle with them. It's very common to see a Yoruba speaker mixing it, she, and e up when trying to construct, while trying to construct a sentence in English. Another interesting thing about the language is that words always end with vowel sounds. Words that may appear to end with consonants actually aren't consonants but are phonetic vowels. A good example is the word O-G-U-N. The word might appear to end with, with the consonant N but it is actually pronounced as N as in Ogun. Aside from GB pronounced as B as in Benga Benga and the KP sound pronounced as B as in Belumi or Pomo or even Mafejo Bami Ba 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 It's actually very hard to isolate the sound. There aren't many consonant clusters. The use of proverbs or owe is another thing that makes Yoruba beautiful. Remember me saying how poetic the language can be? Well, this is out in full display when owe are told. The Yorubas have proverbs for almost any situation you can imagine and it's very rare to speak in Yoruba without using one or two proverbs due to how relevant they can be and how descriptive they are. There is a particular way my father always tells me. He goes, This roughly translates to if we are to pound yam on a leaf and cook soup in the shell of a groundnut and we serve this those who would be satisfied would be satisfied this basically talks about making the most out of any situation regardless of how bad they may be after all pounded yam that is pounded on a leaf is you know it's quite small and the amount of soup you can cook in a granite is tiny but even if you serve that there will be people that would eat out of that and be satisfied. This away has been something I carry with me and anytime I'm in, in what seems to be a tough situation, I always go to it for comfort. The Yorubas have many ways that provide wisdom. Here are some ways I personally love. Beshimba Dani Gunle 
and tungune. This means if a horse should throw you off its back, you should get up and reclimb it. This basically means that if a plan fails, you try again. There is no point giving up. Another one I love is be about soko soja nimba. This translates to if you throw a stone in the marketplace, it may hit someone you know. This means just like the market being crowded, so is life. And we don't know when our paths will cross. So one should be careful because your deeds may bounce back on you. Another one I love is This translates to All lizards lay flat on their stomach. We can't tell which has stomach ache. It means that everyone looks the same from the outside, but we all have our different problems that we are battling with. Simply put, things aren't always as they seem. Another one is... <laughs> okay, that's enough. You get the point. These are just a few of the numerous ways the Yorubas have. And if you know anyone who speaks the language, I'm sure they would also have proverbs that they love and they use. So ask your Yoruba friend for their favorite always. And if you speak Yoruba, share with me your favorite always. Oriki is another beautiful thing about the Yoruba language. Oriki are basically poems the Yorubas use mainly for appraisal. Orikis are used in paying homage in Yoruba religion as every spiritual being has a specific Oriki that honors the being while describing the attributes and its powers. Orikis are also given by parents to their children. These Orikis usually describe the situation surrounding the child's birth. Sadly, this aspect of the culture is dying and many Yoruba people today don't know their Orikis because they weren't given and they don't bother giving their children. Just to remind you guys, we've spoken about how expressive the language is and how the Yoruba show this in their naming culture of both their children or just everyday words. We also spoke about the use of always to express wisdom and offer guidance in tough situations. The use of Orikis are another reason that I love the Yoruba language as it's a way to easily connect to your roots. We also talked about how Yoruba is gender neutral and it focuses more on age rather than gender. All these are few things about Yoruba that makes it such a beautiful language. But sadly, the language is dying. Yoruba people don't want to bear Yoruba names anymore. We don't sing our songs. We don't eat our foods like we used to. And these things are not only contributing to the death of the language, but also our culture. The good news is that it's actually not too late to save the language. It's not going to be easy, but it can be done. We must find back our sense of pride in the language. We shouldn't feel weird not having English names. We shouldn't look down on someone who can only speak Yoruba as being dull. After all, you wouldn't think the same of a Chinese man now, would you? We must stop the ugly laws that prohibit our children from speaking Yoruba 
in schools, and even make efforts to teach in Yoruba. Studies have even shown that it's easier to learn in one's mother's tongue. Because if you think about it, we first have to teach our children how to speak another language before they can even start learning other things. Chemistry, physics, mathematics can all be taught in Yoruba. After all, it's been done in Germany, it's been done in France, it's been done, it's been done in Japan, it's been done in China. So why can't it be done here? We should also try to encourage our children to study Yoruba in tertiary institutions. I mean, after all, we study languages like French, Italian, and even Mandarin. So why can't we learn Yoruba? Our signboards, our food companies, streets, our streets should all carry Yoruba names. I mean, we even translate Akara to beans cake. But pizza is pizza anywhere in the world. Like I said, it's going to take a lot. But it's only achievable if we all decide to play our part. Our language is basically all we have from our ancestors. The religion is gone. The culture is heavily diluted. So let's try to protect all that we have. After all, Thank you. So yes, guys, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in once again. If you made it all the way to here, man, you're the real MVP. So yeah, I'm, I hope I've been able to inspire you if you're out there speaking Yoruba to, you know, let's wake up. This thing is going. So yeah, I feel like I've ranted a lot, haven't I? But yeah, that's it for the episode. Thanks again for listening. Please subscribe on whatever platform you, you're listening on so that you get those notifications. Um, follow Mafejokpami on Twitter. We're on Twitter at Mafejokpami Pod. So, yeah, you can come interact with me there. And this also, yo, this also goes to anybody that speaks any native language, any Nigerian language. Be proud of your language. Speak your language today. Don't let your language die. As always, you know, spread the love, spread positivity, stay, drink water, mind your business, stay jiggy. But most importantly, Joe, my fed joke by me.